You're listening to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mir, this Tuesday afternoon, and I'm super excited to welcome back on the program Radio Three presenter Karen Coe, who's currently in quarantine. Karen, how are you doing? I am great, Noreen. You know, this is the highlight of my day because um, I feel like I'm sitting there with you in the studio. I actually am wearing clothes. I decided to put clothes on <laughs> instead of staying in my pajamas all day. I put some makeup on for, for you. I've got lipstick. This is a big, big day for me. You look great. And for our listeners, do join us on Facebook as well. Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3. We've got quarantini, I think is that a word, or quarantine yes, extraordinaire. Yes, just made up. We've just made up a new word, the quarantine That's right. There's many of us in Hong Kong. There are. You've been away for a while. You've come back from the States, and I've always wanted to get you back on the show just to talk about the procedure of returning through the airport and then the process of that, getting your bracelet, and then, you know, being stuck in a room for 14 days. Yes. Are you on day nine at the moment? Or I'm day- actually on day 10 today. <gasps> That's great. So, I mean, the good thing is the day you arrive back in Hong Kong counts as day one. So basically, you know, whatever time that is, that's day one. So really, by the time normally you get to a hotel, you're pretty much on day two. <laughs> so that, that helps like mentally make you feel like, oh, I'm making progress already. And but, so talk you know, us through the process. Yeah, go on. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're all, many of us are used to traveling a lot. Traveling now is arduous. It is really something you have to prepare for. Um, it's a lot of effort. So if you come from um, those high-risk countries, it's, you know, have your COVID test within 72 hours of your scheduled flight. And then wherever you got tested, you have to provide the lab certification. Um, and then you have to provide a hotel booking for 14 nights. And everything has to match with the, your name uh, on your passport. And there are many stories of people who have not been able to provide exactly that and they get turned away at the airport by the airline the airline says sorry your name is different or your middle name is missing or this is not the right lab certificate or i don't see your name or the time that you were tested on your ah, covid test report that's so terrible can't check in. then they can't so check in they can't luckily, fly I, yeah it's really bad they can't fly so you know they're all ready and then they're literally just turned away and then you have to start all over again and you know, there's not so many flights now because the airlines have cut back. So you may, if that happens to you, you may end up staying another week or who knows um, how much longer. Um, So that's, you know, just getting on the flight is, you've got all those anxieties of, am I going to make it on the flight? So when I got dropped off at the airport, I said to my husband, just stay somewhere close by until I know I've actually got my boarding pass because, you know, just in case I can't get on the flight. Um, and then once you get here, it's it's a very organized process. Yeah, How was the say. flight, um, Karen? Was it a busy flight? Oh, okay. So and were people sort of worried to, to sort of, you know, were people just stuck in their seats? Were people sort of very careful when they were getting things from the air hostess and just, yeah? Well, the first thing is the flights are so empty. So I flew uh, from New York. And I always ask um, the students how many people are on the flight. So there were a total of like 59 people on our flight when you think the plane probably takes 200 something 59 people so i was lucky i was flying up front and there were like 28 people in business class and there were about 28 people in the rest of the plane the entire plane um so you so the service is very good because there's not much pressure on on um you know the the stewards and stewardesses and 
everybody wears a mask for the whole flight. Um, nothing else is particularly very different. I mean, you know, everything else is feels pretty much like a normal flight. It's just there are so few people on the plane. Um, and then when you land in Hong Kong, that's where everything feels different. You know, it's really just uh, I spent 11 hours at the airport wow. um, and it's it is a very organized process. Um, you get processed. So the first thing you get is this um, lovely wristband, which, you know, it's like, it's like I'm you're going, going to a 14 day festival. festival. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the 14 days and I can't leave. And this is connected to a mobile app on your phone. So the first time you activate the app, you have to scan the wristband. And that's basically a tracker to make sure that you are where you're supposed to be. And then you have to give all your paperwork, your COVID tests, your lab certificates uh, to someone who processes you from the Department of Health. And I think the day I arrived, he told me there were 1,031 people flying in that day. And the previous day had been something like 1,051. And I believe since uh, the UK was added on the 1st of October, they were, there's going to be a lot more people. Well, there were a lot more people in those days leading up to the 1st of October trying to get back. Before, before the, the deadline. The hotel quarantine. Yeah. 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 And then... After this paperwork processing, you get your little um, testing kit and it's like going into a voting booth. They have all these lanes that are marked with a number and you go into the booth that you've been allocated and do this spit sample into a little plastic vial and put that in a, two plastic bags and then go to the next session, section and hand it over. And then you can go sit in the waiting area. Uh, unfortunately for me, I did my spit test at about two o'clock and I'm sitting there in the waiting area watching, you know, a show on Netflix or something and, and listening to music. And then this blue gowned man runs over calling my name saying, you have to redo your test. And I, I just felt like, oh no, this is not good. So apparently my little vial had leaked uh, into the plastic, plastic bag. So I had to go back through that whole section. It took it was like seven minutes walk and then do the test again and, and give it to them. And so I was thinking, oh no, I hope that doesn't delay me or us even more because you're seating, you're seated with all the people you're on the flight with. Um, so that was at five o'clock. Uh, so we finally um, saw other people in blue gowns, you know, come down the, the hallway. So they put you in terminal two or us in terminal two, and there's all these different seating areas. And unfortunately that first time around the blue gown people were not coming for us. So oh. we, everyone got excited. And then we saw Are them we released go, yet. <laughs> exactly. Go to another area that those people got released. That was a flight from Jakarta that had arrived at seven 30 in the morning. So they got released at 10 PM. And um, then our man came and it was like, you know, you can imagine puppies seeing food come, you know, everyone's like, oh my goodness, is he coming for us? Everyone <laughs> starts packing up and, and then he goes table by table and gives you your piece of paper, which is your negative test result. And then it's a free for all, you know, to, to make your way uh, first to terminal one to pick up your luggage and then to go to wherever you're quarantining. Did you make any friends? What was the feeling? What was the mood like in that sort of terminal two quarantine area? Um, actually, I didn't meet anybody. I think everybody was so tired because yeah. it was a 15-hour flight and pretty much everyone just sat at their own little desk. Uh, there was 
there was a late two ladies who flew together and they made friends with the guy sitting behind them who i think was he was a hong kong uh, chinese guy who had been working in new york for a couple of years uh, but i actually didn't i think i was just is too tired to make conversation. And you had to redo your test as well. So you're probably Yes. Oh. That that really made me anxious. I just thought I'm either going to delay everybody or I'm just going to be sitting here by myself till two o'clock in the morning. So I, thankfully, you know, they had marked it very urgent. urgent. And yeah. so you know, when when we came when they came back at eleven, everybody got released at the same time. That's great. And then off you went to your hotel, which uh, you've spent already 10 days in the same hotel room. Not, you've not left at all. No. So, yeah, the rules are, it's so funny because people, friends will call me and they say, so can you go down to the gym or, you know, what do you, I'm like, you cannot leave the room. You, you know, you literally are in the room when you, when you come in, you have to motor, uh, activate your mobile app and walk the perimeter of the room. doesn't take long. Um, and that's how they know where you are. That's so and then you really can't leave the room. So it's the rule is basically, and, and this hotel has been great. And I have to say, I feel very grateful and very fortunate because I'm, I'm in a hotel that's, you know, it's quite spacious. I have a nice view. I can afford to pay for this hotel. So I'm definitely not in a bad situation. I mean, I think of people who either don't have that kind of budget or they're quarantining with young children yeah. you know, in a hotel room. I mean, it must be so, so difficult. It must be madness. Um, but it's but it, definitely it, It's also tough though, yeah, because you've not been able to m leave at all and you've just have to constantly keep yourself busy and maybe set yourself routines and just stick to it. Otherwise, yeah. the days and just so, sort of go by. What's it been like I'm for you? Not, I'm not um, a routine person. So I actually didn't set myself a routine. And the first few days I was very jet lagged anyway. So I was getting up at strange times and feeling sleepy at, at strange times. Uh, but what I did, because I'm really anal this way, I before I left Hong Kong, I had actually thought about, okay, how am I going to spend my time when I come back? And I know I have to quarantine. You were planning so I ahead. This, I was. A quarantine I was. I packed bag. This, um, yeah, I packed a quarantine bag, which had things like a yoga mat, um, a foam roller, my my microphone, which I have here, and my audio equipment. I was so going to say, you look so professional. Look um, at those headphones. Are those the RTHK headphones? <laughs> Shh, don't tell anyone. No, they're not. They're actually my headphones. Yeah, they are. Look, actually, they are. Your, they look better than ours. Ours is like already in pieces. And, and look at that mic. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a nice mic. <laughs> but I have um, a bunch of books. I actually packed my old laptop with an HDMI cable so I could connect it to the big screen TV and watch shows, you know, on the TV instead of on Just the laptop that screen. I'm also yeah. trying to, yeah, it's, it's small and I'm also trying to work on. So I have two laptops and, you know, some clothing that I didn't want to bring with me to the US, but I thought I'd, I'd wear while I was here. And what else? I've got a coloring book, like a mandala coloring book. Um, so I, I was trying to think of, you know, what do I need to keep myself occupied? I have a pair of drumsticks and a practice pad so I can do that. Um, and you're so cool. I just kind of did each you, day decide what I'm going to do that day. Did you know to prepare yourself? Because were you in some sort of uh, quarantine support group? Because there's a, an excellent Facebook group here in Hong Kong. Um, yes. How, did you use it and how did it help you? 
Absolutely. And I'd say to anybody, if you have to travel and you know you, you know, obviously going to come back to Hong Kong, definitely join that group. It's called the Hong Kong Quarantine Support Group. I joined it, I think, in May. And it is an amazing resource. There's something like 19,700 people in the group uh, as of today. And people are, more and more people are joining every day. And so from the beginning, it was all information about what paperwork do you need if you're coming from Dubai or Amsterdam or the US, et cetera. And of course, as the restrictions got more and more tough, it changed. So there were some, what I'd call pioneers who were the first ones to attempt to come things, back to Hong Kong. Yeah. And so they were posting all the information they could give. Like I went to this clinic and I got this certificate and I did it at this time. And then I managed to get on the plane and other people, there are some really sad stories too of people who made it say, for example, from Boston to Seoul in Korea and could not get on the last leg of the flight from Seoul to Hong Kong oh, and either had no. to fly back to the US or in one case, there was a woman with three children who had to spend two weeks in Seoul in quarantine before she could fly back to Hong Kong. And, and oh. even today, you know, yesterday and today, there are, there are stories of people trying to come from Canada. A friend of mine tried to come from San Francisco yesterday and the airline wouldn't accept his electronic uh, test result. They said, you have to print it. They wouldn't print it for him. It was it was just awful but but the group is amazing and apart from information we also it's like a community yeah. so uh the day of the presidential debate somebody in quarantine posted is anybody else screaming at their computer watching this debate <laughs> and so all these other people <laughs> made comments about how we were all watching the debate because we're all in a hotel room watching tv and it was just really funny. And so I posted a video of myself skipping while watching the debate and made some comment about my heart rate going up, but I don't know what the cause was. <laughs> it's um, so funny. Yeah, and we shared jokes and there are some people who have um, offered to help, you know, like if, if you don't have a helper here who can drop stuff off to the hotels, you know, that people are saying, you know, we can match you with a buddy who can help you get things and, all sorts of hotel reviews about this hotel is great if you have young kids, you know, or what facilities there are. So it's that has really been a great resource. It's it's unbelievable and it's been totally organic and in a way, you know, a really efficient way to get information because if you try to look at, say, the government website and decipher what it means for you practically, you, you don't know. Whereas people are saying, here's what you need to do do this in this order and make sure, you know, these things happen and then you'll be fine. That's terrific. And what about in terms of the day-to-day? -day? Um, of course, the cleaners can't really come into the hotel room to clean. Do they leave? Where do you leave your rubbish bags? Do you leave them outside? Um, Talk us through some of the, yeah. the procedures. So, so at this hotel, um, they there's a little table outside my door there. It's like a little round table. That's the exchange table. So basically, hmm. every day they leave... Uh, some plastic bags for garbage and a big one and a half liter bottle of water. And it's always there. So I open the door, it's there, I bring it in. So you put your garbage in that plastic bag and leave it outside, they'll take it away. And then <laughs> yesterday I vacuumed. So I called service and asked to <laughs> borrow a vacuum cleaner and I vacuumed the room. And a few days earlier, I asked for some something to clean the bathroom. So they sent a spray bottle of cleaner and some cloths to do that. Um, and the only other contact I've had is I had a problem with my air conditioner dripping 
uh, and also a light a lighting um, switch that didn't work. So they did send an engineer in full PPE gear to come and fix that. Um, did so you take any photos in, of that? That's so surreal. I didn't. I yeah. should have done that. I didn't take any Call photos them again. Of that. Just but, say it's not quite fixed. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll break it again. And my air conditioning is leaking today, yeah. so maybe I'll see him again. But then the hotel's been very sweet. So they do things like um, to keep you feeling less lonely, they send you little gifts. So they sent a packet of origami papers. So I made this. Oh, This wow. little origami photo frame. And then I made this heart-shaped box. Wow. So um, they That's just leave awesome. it outside your door. They ring the bell, then they run away. So by the time you open the door, there's nobody there. Um, but they did that. And, and those came with, I don't have it here, but it was just a, a piece of cardboard with a QR code that you scan and it takes you to a YouTube instructional video on how to fold the paper. Um, That's brilliant. And then I got, they dropped off a mooncake on um, Mid-Autumn on, Festival. Know, uh, Mid-Autumn Festival. Aww and brownies one day so they're very very nice and really anything you want like i've had to have documents printed i've asked for extra water i've asked for um you know uh extra toiletries you know they're very fast in in doing all that or an ice bucket and then i got a gift from the government um two days ago which was my next covid test so on day it came yesterday, day nine, they dropped this packet off and inside is a testing kit. So this morning I had to spit into this tube again and fill in the, the data form. And sometime today that'll be picked up and that'll be the next test. So they test you on basically day 10. And I've heard from friends who have finished this that they don't tell, if, if you test negative, they don't tell you, they just you just go home um, after your time is up. If you test positive, of course, you know, they come and get you. <laughs> wow, that's brilliant. Um, Karen, we've spoken previously, um, just, you know, uh, privately, and I know you made a, a discovery that really excited you, something to do with the window. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Can you so, share that with our listeners? I feel so stupid. I So I, I'm in this room with these beautiful big windows that have a great view, but I, I, you, I couldn't open them. So I just felt, well, okay, I can live with that. And then uh, two days ago, I was sitting on my um, sofa chair on the phone call with a friend, looking out the window sort of sideways. And I noticed that the room next door, the window was open. And I had this aha moment thinking, oh my goodness, that means I can open my window too. <laughs> so I've, I realized that I needed the key. So I had to call the reception and say, can I, can you give me the key to open the window? So they brought it up and that was like a revelation. That was such a great day because I could finally get some fresh air. And the other thing that I didn't realize, but I really appreciate it is I could hear what was going on outside. So you could hear the natural just, you know, sounds. the hum of the city, yeah, yeah sounds, a little bit of traffic, yeah, birds. And that makes a huge difference to feeling you're not just in a box, you're, you're, in the city and you know, there are people out there and there's life going on. Exactly. Uh, but I felt so stupid. It took me eight days to figure that out. Finally, Karen, you know, what was your expectation? How did the reality and your expectations sort of come together? I mean, did you expect quarantine to be a certain way and then the reality was actually a bit, a bit different to how you imagined it? Well, I think for me, it's pretty much, pretty much 
match my expectations. But you were prepared. Say, you had the quarantine you know, bag. Personally, yeah. I'm quite happy um, with my own company. Like I, I'm, I of course I'm social and I love to be with people, but I can actually spend time alone and, and enjoy myself. Um, but I do think a lot of it has to do with your mindset. You know, you really have to think about it in a way that's not going to make you depressed 24 uh, seven, because otherwise you're really going to be unhappy. And so I try to view it as a bit of a retreat that yeah. here's some time that I have just to myself. I don't have to really take care of anybody else. Um, I can spend the day the way I want to. And I, and also I do have some things that I need to get done. So that's kind of the goal part of it. So by the time I'm out, hopefully there are certain things that I've done. Uh, but I kind of felt like, yes, everybody's different. Some people just d could not do this, you know, because they're the type of people who need to be outside every day or they don't need to be, be with someone alone. else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So for me, it's actually been okay. And a few of my other friends have said the same thing. And funnily enough, they're usually women with families <laughs> who don't normally get a chance to be on their own. <laughs> Finally, I don't have to look after anybody else. And it's just a bit yeah, of I'm me not time. cooking for five people or I'm not, you know, cleaning for or you know, worrying about someone else's laundry, you know. So, um, yeah, so I think you can find something positive if you have, you know, a certain attitude and just look at it as two weeks of your entire life, you know, you can, it'll pass and, and it does pass. It's so surreal. It's, it's such a surreal time that, that we live in. Um, what's one thing you really miss on the outside world now that you're on the inside? And what's one thing that you'll really quickly do as soon as you leave uh, quarantine? So I think probably um, one of the things I might do the morning that I, I can leave is I might go for a swim in the hotel pool. Oh, yeah. Because I haven't been in a swimming pool for months. Um, and actually, my sister gave me the idea. She said, why don't you go down to the pool and go for a swim before you check out? And I thought, that's a great idea. You know, I'm, I'm you a paid hotel, for the hotel. I'm, Exactly. I'm paying for the facilities I'm not using. Um, so I might do that. And I want to go for a run. I, I mean, I just want to feel just the run wind. around the neighborhood, which is my neighborhood yeah. anyway. So my yeah, my regular one, go down to the ocean, you know, smell the smells, hear everybody. It's really, it does make you appreciate how much we take freedom for granted, you know, that you can just walk out and, and do whatever you want. And um, when you can't do that, you, you, it makes it that more valuable, I guess, and, and that more meaningful. So I do, I really do feel for people in other countries, like when my sister is in Melbourne, where they've been under this draconian lockdown, yeah. where they can only leave the house for one hour a day. Now it's two hours a day. And, you know, that that's really, really hard because you just feel like, okay, I'm, I really don't have a choice. You know, I, I don't have the freedom that I would normally have. Yeah, well, we have a few comments on the Facebook page. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. Um, Andrew says, good luck with the rest of your time, Karen. Seems uh, you're more than busy enough. And uh, David says, sorry to be a pain, but um, if you're just starting out, I'm here to tell you I've been in voluntary lockdown since March. So 14 <gasps> days out of your life is not a lot. And that thought comes yeah. from David. Wow, it's, since it's March. True. Yeah, it's true. Because, um, yeah, yeah, if you're based in Australia, in Melbourne, um, in Victoria, they're very strict there. Sorry to hear that. Um, it's Yeah, sorry, yeah. David. I mean, I, I feel for you. I mean, I, I talked to my family there and, you know, 
every you you just almost for many people just have to um take whatever you have and count that as a blessing you know if you still have a job great you still have a job because many people don't Uh, if you still have somewhere to live and you can pay your rent you know you're fortunate because there there's so many people who can't and the other thing is especially for australians there are so many who are stuck overseas who cannot get home and that to me is just ridiculous you know you're a citizen and you can't even come back to your own country um so you know i feel actually very lucky and very grateful that i was able to travel to the us i was able to come back i'm in a a very nice place and i'm safe and you know i have the freedom in a few days to go out and do what i need to do we are very lucky well um karen you're also aussie as well you know you can't go back to visit your family um in australia this time that's really hard it's been very hard mainly because of my mom who's lives alone and she's in sydney and her life has been just shrunk because she's elderly and the activities she used to do just don't exist anymore plus she should she should not be circulating with people so i try to facetime her every day and we chat and hang out and do a little exercise together i I make her do all these exercises until she says i'm too tired (laughs) i don't do them anymore you're a sweet daughter for sure karen well i look forward to seeing you when you're out and about uh, very soon not too long now um four more days all the best with the rest of your quarantine and also with the test which needs to be done today Yes. And, um, Thanks so much, Noreen. Thank you so Great much. Great to see you. <laughs> Bye, Karen.